Ooh, the man of tomorrow, Savzu, the rated R radio star, the thriller that is Savzilla, baby, here for a little extra Patreon content, something I love getting to do, which is uh, hardware reviews. And uh, we actually got quite a few, was it back in November? We got quite a few of those in. Um, I mean, I really, really like this. I love to talk about hardware. There's not that much exciting hardware out there often enough to come out to really talk about. In fact, going forward, the only thing I can really think of, I know that's on its way is the Oculus Quest, um, which I will be getting my hands on. Uh, I mean, you know, let's let's be clear about this. That thing is, you know, is effectively a new console generation. Um, but, of course, if you want to hear more about that sort of stuff, um, I do the show Game Talk for $5 and up patrons, uh, the dilettantes of the triple black arts. Uh, I do that where, you know, I go over various gaming news and I usually do a game review and so on with it and give you a little bit of history uh, in that whole situation. So anyway, but, you know, I, I might I might not do that for Game Talk. I might do that as a full on hardware review, because obviously, you know, virtual reality headsets are far more than just, uh, you know, than, than just gaming consoles or just for gaming. Uh, in fact, actually, I got a great new app. I'm probably going to talk about it on a Sovereign Tech Prime episode that more or less allows you to use your virtual reality headset, you know, like even the Oculus Go for, you know, use it as your computer monitor effectively like mobile wise and you know you just have a bluetooth keyboard and mouse and everything and it's it's pretty slick so anyway um but not to talk about that right now what i want to get into is the review of a new laptop um that i think is worthwhile to discuss now it's not exactly new um it's been around for about a year approximately a year and this is one that you can get on Amazon. I'll put a link in the show notes for you if you do decide you want to get it. Uh, but what we're talking about is a kind of a, a startup, really, that that I, I guess you could call it that. They have crowdfunded um, some of their hardware in the past. Um, they have done various hybrid tablets uh, and other devices like the Surbook and so on. And the company is called Chewy, C-H-U-W-I, uh, and specifically the laptop we're going to talk about here is maybe the one that's gotten them the most press, like that's been the most talked about, which is the Chewy Lapbook. That's their kind of their brand name. They have a few of these, a few different models of the Lapbook. We might talk about some of them in a minute, but the Chewy Lapbook 12.3, and this is a, you know, Chewy, kind of how, how they got their... Well, I don't know where the hell they got their namesake from, <laughs> but but how they got their brand recognition is that they make really what appear to be very premium devices with very premium materials and so on. But they sell them all well sub hundred four hundred, you know, sub four hundred dollars or sub five hundred dollars and, and, and so on. Uh, in fact, I don't think they have a laptop out there that costs more than four hundred bucks. Now, part of the reason they're able to pull this off, of course, is that it's a Chinese company. Uh, and, <laughs> well, you know, they don't have to worry about various IP laws around the rest of the world, so they can more or less come up with whatever they want. They can copy whatever they want. They can effectively do uh, whatever they want and take advantage of, obviously, the very cheap manufacturing, uh, you know, within, within Southeast Asia overall, but certainly within China itself. So, but this, the Chewy Lapbook, and from now on, we'll just call it the Lapbook, uh, because I think it's really the one that only has the name Lapbook. There's also the Lapbook Air, which is a 14-inch uh, laptop that's a little older than than the actual, just the Lapbook that we're reviewing here. Uh, but now there's also, they just released this year, or just released earlier in 2018, the Lapbook SE, which... I'll admit, might be the better deal. I mean, it's certainly, it costs less. It's a sub $300 uh, laptop that has very similar specs. Not exactly similar, and we'll talk about that. But it has very similar specs to the Lapbook 12.3, again, that we're reviewing. Um, and it has some advantages. Like, it has a backlit keyboard. Full, you know, just saying it out front, the Lapbook does not have a backlit keyboard. However, the Lapbook SE does, and it's also smaller. It's 13 inches uh, as compared to the, or well, okay, there's a reason that it's smaller. <laughs> the Lapbook SE is a 13-inch laptop, but it has a 16 by 9 screen. As to where the Lapbook has a 12.3-inch screen, but it's a 3 by 2 screen. Okay, its aspect ratio is not widescreen. It's and it's not you know pan and scan, right? Like 4 by 3. You know the old televisions people are used to. It's 3 by 2, which was 
you know, a, a look that is that works very well, admittedly, and we'll probably talk about it more as we get into this review. It is a, uh, a, a ratio, an aspect ratio that does very well for looking at websites, right? Because websites don't need widescreen. Most websites, in fact, really no websites really take advantage of all of that real estate that a widescreen, uh, uh, you know, monitor allows for. OK, so. We'll talk more about all that in this, but anyway, the the lap, the lap book, just the lap book, twelve point three, clocks in or you know ends up chalking up to about, and I think on Amazon they have like a thirty dollar off coupon right now. It normally costs like three seventy, but you can get it for three forty um, on Amazon at the time of this recording. I don't know if that's going to last forever, but. That's something that you can do. Uh, this was acquired by me, thankfully, through the uh, Amazon wish list that I have set up for Sovereign Tech, which is wishlist.sovereigntech.com uh, or wishlist.zog.ninja. You can use either one. Uh, and and someone very kindly gave me the hookup on that, and I really, really appreciate it. Um, there, That's a great way to support the show because either there are things that I need, uh, particularly this was a laptop that, you know, I wanted to have be, you know, very portable and around with me. Uh and, you know, there's other equipment that I have there that all of which is, you know, really necessary stuff going into the future. So anyway, let's start breaking down the specs on this and then we can get into uh, and, you know, you can kind of find out maybe some of the reasons why I chose this. Um, and then we can get into, you know, maybe the, the the pros and cons of the laptop itself, because obviously if you're paying pretty much if you're paying less than approximately six hundred dollars for a laptop, there are concessions being made somewhere. And they some of these may be apparent in this device, but let, let's talk about it. So the first thing to bring up is, uh, well, all right, well, let me give you the tech specs. Then we can talk about the feel. Uh, it is again, the screen is 12.3 inches. It is a three by two screen. It is also a 2K screen. OK, this is a retina display. This is higher than 1080p. Um, and I'll say right out front, it is a gorgeous fucking screen. I mean, like absolutely stunning. Uh, you really are, you know, I mean, it, it's going to no doubt it's a main selling point. Okay. This, this 2k screen that it comes with and for a device sub $600. Okay. Hell sub $400 that comes with a 2k screen. That's crazy town, you know, and it has a very weird aspect ratio. It's like two thirty something. It's in fact, the only other device I think that has that exact aspect ratio is one of the Microsoft surfaces. I mean, so it's kind of a, kind of a new deal. And a part of me does wonder if there was like some kind of weird surplus of these 2k screens. It's effectively a retina display, you know, much like what Apple has. If there was some weird surplus of these screens laying around at three by two, like maybe Apple was going to experiment with a three by two aspect ratio computer, like maybe the new MacBook Air was originally going to have a three by two screen or something like that. And they changed their mind uh, because I don't know how I don't know how you afford this. Like, 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 how do you put a 2K screen again in a sub four hundred dollar computer that that really doesn't doesn't make sense? And it's it is an oddball to have like like it's, it's a weird thing for for it to have, especially since let's talk about the next uh you know, tech spec here, which is that it only has an Intel uh, HD 500 uh, series, you know, graphics processor in it. I mean, and it's, you know, obviously it's shared on uh, on chip. It's not a dedicated card at all. Uh, you know, as to where most laptops today, most of your modern ones will come with a uh, Intel UHD 620 or maybe just an Intel HD 620, which is probably the most common out of the bunch. This just comes straight up with the 500 series, and it's definitely the weakest link in this whole thing. Um, but I mean, it's you know that you know that graphics processor or that integrated graphics is powering this you know beautiful uh, 2K screen, and it does it fairly well. But you know, obviously, as soon as you hear what what the graphics processor is, or, or I'm sorry, what the integrated graphics are, it's not a separate processor. You know, as soon as you find out what the what the integrated graphics are you realize you're not going to do a whole ton of gaming with this. Okay. Now I've put some games on there. I mean, the most important thing, can it play tie fighter? Yeah, it can play it beautifully. And that's really all that matters. I mean, you know, as long as a computer can play tie fighter, it's a computer and it's worth having, uh, <laughs> as I like to say, computers are really just tie fighter boxes. That's, that's what they exist for. Kind of like how the, the original Xbox was just really a halo machine, you know, even though Shenmue too. Hey, uh, but anyway, yeah, <laughs> 
Um, it plays TIE Fighter very well. Uh, it plays uh, Dune Legacy. Dune 2 Legacy does that very well. Uh, it plays, actually, the enhanced edition of Neverwinter Nights. It plays gorgeously. Uh, and, I, you know, that's worthwhile having just for that. Uh, so, you know, as long as you only want to play kind of older games, and arguably those are the only ones worth playing, that's, you know, it does very well for that. And most emulation, it handles very well. I mean, it, it does a fine job uh, as far as that goes. So anyway, now all of that, you know, that those integrated graphics are being backed up by a quad core processor uh, running at, well, turbo boosts up to 2.2 gigahertz. I think it normally stock runs at about 1.1. 1. 1. Uh, it's an N3450 uh, Apollo Lake from Intel. And the quad core, yeah, you can feel that juice. You know, I, I mean, because I've been messing with a lot of, I guess you would say, budget laptops throughout 2018 um, and 2017, and a lot of them are more dual core, and they're not this later generation like Apollo Lake, and you can really feel, sadly, you can feel the problems with it just being dual core. Like, it really, it really is that much slower, and, you know, it's... It's well, it's a Celeron architecture, you know, it's not the full on, you know, balls to the wall, I7s, I5s, I3s, you know, and, and it and it shows. Um, but the quad core processor feels pretty snappy with this. Uh, in fact, we'll, we'll get into maybe where the real weak link as far as speed goes, because you're probably not impressed by the Celeron processor, even though it's quad core. You're not impressed by the integrated graphics. Um one thing you might be impressed by, though, okay, so the processor does fine. I mean, it's nice to have a quad core in still in a sub four hundred dollar uh, laptop, but you might be impressed. Six gig of RAM, and I think, and and this is another thing where it points at, okay, somebody just had like some parts laying around, <laughs> like there was a mass surplus of some kind of, uh, 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 you know, various chips and and maybe two K displays or whatever, and that's how they put this together. Uh, the six gig of RAM is weird, but fuck, do you feel it? And it feels better. Like, I mean, again, I have messed with a lot of budget laptops. I've been really testing these to see where are we in 2018. Now, of course, this is being done in 2019. But where are we as far as, you know, if you go low end, how much power are you getting when you go really low end with, uh, you know, with computers? Because like with smartphones, when you start going very low end, you know, sub $200 and so on with smartphones, you get a smartphone that can do everything it needs to do, you know, even playing games and so on. Uh, the, you know, the argument for high end smartphones is really just one that comes from some kind of lifestyle obsession or some kind of observed prestige that you think you need. Uh, but that, well, anyway, there, there's arguments around the issues with, uh, with selling smartphones uh, right now, but that's not what we're here to talk about. But that six gig of RAM, that extra two gig of RAM, I mean, a lot of a lot of your budget laptops come with four gig of RAM today. In fact, it's almost a standard that extra two gig. I think I really felt that I was feeling that like that. I noticed it, that things were snappier. You could do a little more multitasking than you normally would on a budget laptop. And uh, I mean, that six gig of RAM stands out. In fact, really that more so I didn't care about the 2K screen. I'm not. I'm not a resolution junkie, okay? 1080p is really where everything stops for me, you know? I mean, that's why, like, I am I cannot imagine ever getting into 4K content. Uh, you know, 1080p looks fucking stunning, you know? <laughs> like, like, how much further do we have to go, uh, really? I mean, the human eye can't even really handle 1080p. You know, why, what the hell is all this, you know, trickery of 4K? Um, but regardless of that, Point being, you know, I didn't really care about the 2K screen. I thought the three by two, you know, aspect ratio was an interesting one uh, to to try out. But really, two of the main sellers for me on the Chewy Lapbook is that, you know, again, it had the quad core processor and it had the six gig of RAM, you know, and I was well aware of what the integrated graphics were and that that wouldn't be that impressive. But uh, for the purposes of this laptop, you know, that wasn't a major concern. Uh, now, it does have an EMMC uh, hard drive, flash drive, or, you know, SSD, I mean, but it's EMMC, so it's slower. Uh, that's 64 gig. That's not bad because a lot of, again, a lot of your budget laptops are still coming with only a 32 gig uh, EMMC. And it's a fairly fast EMMC as well uh, that's in this. I messed with the, with just having everything on the EMMC drive for a little bit. And I mean, it, it was certainly faster than what, I, you know, you could, you could, the read speeds were certainly, and write speeds were a lot faster than the average budget laptop that I've messed with. Uh, so for what it is, it's good. How However, this, this device has a very unique 
capability for a budget laptop that you don't often get. Now, you can't really upgrade the RAM on this, but with 6 gig, you're doing pretty well. And, you know, 8 gig isn't going to give you that much of a difference based upon the rest of the specs, the processor, the integrated graphics and so on available. But this does have underneath it, and this is kind of weird underneath there is a uh, a little panel that you can very easily uh, take off and there is an m2 slot that you could put in a you know another solid state drive now it's somewhat limited okay because it only it only accepts it does not accept your average m2 uh, drive which most people don't even know that there's two sizes of m of m2 drives okay of m2 solid state drives you have the the 42 millimeter, which is the smaller one, and then there's one that's like twice the size of that, which that's the one most people are used to. That's the average size is worth twice the size. This can handle a 42 millimeter one. Now, the 42 millimeter ones are ones that like that honestly Apple uh, regularly you know takes advantage of and puts into their devices as far as I know. That's why that whole thing exists. So very much if you go on Amazon to buy an expansion SSD for the Chewy Lapbook, You'll more or less be buying, you know, what Apple puts into their, you know, into some of their uh, laptop line. So, you know, I mean, and and it look, it only accepts up to 256 gig, uh, 42 millimeter SSD, but it's not like you can find those in crazy sizes anyway. So it's not that big of a deal. But this is a feature you don't find often, if ever, in you know, in budget laptops really, where you can. I mean, maybe back in the day when you used to have hard disks, you know, like like not an SSD, but a classic hard drive in budget laptops, you could upgrade it. But usually everything just has an EMMC. It's soldered onto the main board and, you know, you can't do anything about it. You can't upgrade it. You know, you're, you're kind of screwed and you're stuck with uh, usually, again, either like 16, even 16 gigabyte EMMC or a 32 gig or 64 gig in this case. But when you put in the 256 gig, uh, well, that's what I ended up doing. And look, you can get them for like, I think like 50 bucks. You can get a, I mean, it, they're kind of, you're not going to get any name brand. You're probably not going to find like a Samsung Evo uh, in the 42 millimeter size uh, M2 drives. But this is the one thing where if you add this in and then say you transfer, you know, you do a, like you clone the drive, you clone the EMMC drive that's already inside of the lap book and then clone it to say a larger drive or whatever, or, you know, to a, a more you know, to an M2 solid state drive, uh, you, that's where you really notice the speed difference. I mean, then you want to talk about the computer becoming much more, much snappier. It becomes much, much snappier. And of course it'll boot up quicker. I mean, everything just goes quicker, you know, adding in a full on M2 SSD drive just changes the game with this, uh, you know, no pun intended with this lap, with this laptop, with the, the chewy lap book. And that was also a major selling point for this, you know, for this computer was that, okay, you know, you're not stuck with, I mean, it also has, it has a micro SD card slot that can handle up to 128 gig uh, micro SD card. And the card doesn't hang out at all either. It, you know, pushes right in flush. So that's a great way to add on some storage, but also that's just connected through, you know, an internal USB port. So that's very slow. Um, as to where using the, again, using the 256 gig uh, SSD, you know, adding that in, making that your main drive and everything. I mean, that that's what really makes it, you know, makes it worthwhile. Uh, and it's not an expensive upgrade, you know, by by any stretch. In fact, I imagine on eBay, granted, you know, you could question the quality of the drive, but on eBay, you could probably do very well for yourself, you know, and find something maybe even cheaper than 50 bucks as far as that goes for, you know, one of these. Again, you got to get the smaller one, though, that your standard uh, M2 SSD is not going to fit in this. Uh, I want to bring it up quick. I mean, it is just a little panel. There's no screw. There's a screw that screws down the, you know, the M2 drive underneath the panel, but the little panel itself, I could see where some people would have a security concern around that, that if you, you know, you, because you could just, if that becomes your main drive and you could just pull that out, you know, someone could very easily just like swipe your hard drive and, and run away. Uh, I, I get that. Okay. You know, I just want to make, make them aware of that as to where if it's something that's 
enclosed in a body that you can't really open up. Uh, it's a lot harder for a malicious actor to get their hands on your physical hard drive. But I mean, let's be clear here. You know, if someone's coming after you like that. It's a pretty good bet that they would have a, you know, shall we say a software solution of some kind or something that could plug into the USB ports, uh, you know, that could get the data that they want anyway. So I get the concern, but at the same time, eh, come on, guys. So... <laughs> Uh, I mean, let's let's just be realistic about it. Uh, speaking of the USB ports, it does have two USB ports. Um, they are oddly upside down. Like, you know, normally how you're used to plugging things in, they're kind of upside down. That's not a huge deal, but I could see where some devices that might end up being a problem. One of them is a USB 2 port. The other is a USB 3. There is no USB-C on it. That's kind of the one thing I wish it would have had. If there's one feature I could think of that I wish it, it had, I mean, I'd love if it had a Thunderbolt 3, you know, USB-C port, but I don't ever expect that on, on any kind of budget laptop. Um, but it is, it is you know, that, that is kind of missing because I have, you know, kind of got invested in USB-C, uh, with a lot of my devices. So it would have been nice, but you know, you can put adapters in. I know that, uh, there is a audio jack, a one eighth audio jack that doubles, of course, as speaker and microphone. Um, there, the weird part is that it doesn't have, and there's really no reason because this isn't a thin laptop at all. Uh, in fact, for it, especially for something with a tw only a 12-inch screen, again, it's that 3-by-2 aspect ratio, so it's a little different. I mean, it's very thick, and it's it's lightweight, but it's not, like, really lightweight. There's really no good reason, in my opinion, why it doesn't have a full-size HDMI port on it. It has a micro-HDMI. Not a big deal, because because of my what happened with the, uh, of course, I don't know if, yeah, I talked about it on Cybertech Rhyme episode. I reviewed the uh, Neo Geo Mini. Because of the Neo Geo Mini console, uh, I ended up buying like a few micro HDMI uh, adapters. So that's not a big deal. I have those and easy enough to carry around with me in whatever pack I happen to have this computer in. But that's a little odd, right? Like that, like that's, that's, I don't know. I, I don't know why micro H, it's not like HDMI is that fucking big. I really don't get the argument for micro HDMI. I, I sort of feel like it's another situation where there were a lot of these, uh, you know, adapters and not adapters, but well, internal adapters for micro HDMI to put on board that, you know, we're just like laying around and, and Chewy was able to do this on the cheap by using that because micro HDMI, as far as I can tell, has not taken off. And for good reason. I mean, again, an HDMI port's not that big. There's no reason not to have it. Or, you know, if a, if a company, if a manufacturer or an OEM's going for, you know, for thinness, they'll just put a USB-C port there, right? And then you can plug in a hub that has a full-size HDMI on it. So, yeah, micro HDMI or mini HDMI, whatever, it, you know, it, it's not taking off and it's probably never going to take off. So that that's kind of an oddity, but not that big of a deal. It's there. I kind of like that it's a separate port and at least it has that port. But it doesn't there's really when you look at it, when you look at the at the Chewy lap book, you can see like, wait, why? Why did they do that? There, there's so much room there in that on the side of that body. Uh you know, for it to be a full HDMI, they should have done it. And I agree. So now speaking of the body of it, uh, that's worthwhile to bring up. Um, this is a completely aluminum computer. Okay. Uh, much like, you know, MacBooks. Okay. Which is probably why they use the name Lapbook, because you know who they're going after. Of course, they're giving you this, they're giving you not, not MacBook Air or MacBook Pro performance, but I think they're comparable to MacBook performance. Okay. Like the, you know, just the, the low end MacBook, it compares to that, but you're getting it for a literal fraction, an absolute fraction of the cost. Um, it has a very premium feel and I mean, it's fucking tough. Like I said, it's not really that thin and it's not really that light, but this is aluminum all around. I mean, like Asus made MacBook competitors and continues to do so with the ZenBook. And those are aluminum, but generally the underside is plastic. Okay. No, no. With, <laughs> with the Chewy Lapbook, the whole damn thing is aluminum. I mean, it's got a really nice polish, a really great premium look to it. I mean, this is definitely one of its pros. I feel like I could throw that thing against the wall and it'd be fine. Like it feels that fucking solid. There's no give. There's no, I mean, there's no bend in the damn thing. Like it, it is a solid feeling laptop. And I like that. I like the fact that it's fucking tough as nails. Okay. Because I mean, believe me, I've gotten lap laptops in the mail where they come to me and, you know, because they're all plastic and shit, they're shattered. 
I'm not against plastic computers. I get where it makes things a little less expensive, but fuck, is it nice, <laughs> you know, to have a completely aluminum computer, uh, you know, that just feels tough as goddamn nails. Uh, it, it's it's really something. Um, the keyboard, talking about that, I mean, I guess we got to mention that as well. Uh, and this is where we're going to start getting into perhaps some of the, well, well, we'll get more into the pros and cons. We've more or less covered all of the specs for this. Um, the keyboard is, it's it's actually a very, very nice keyboard. As far as the keyboard alone, trackpad we're going to talk about separately. As far as the keyboard alone, it has that also has a very nice feel, very tactile, has a good click to it. Um, I type a lot. Like I write and I do, you know, I mean, I really, I type a fucking lot uh, and I needed to make sure. In fact, when I read the reviews for this computer beforehand, um, before, you know, I ended up uh, adding it to my wish list, uh, the reviewers all said how, how great the keyboard felt. And they're not kidding. It does. I mean, it sucks that it's not backlit, but that's not a huge deal for me. I mean, we, we went decades without a backlit keyboard. You know, and I can touch type anyway. So very well. Uh, I mean, it's the normal way that I operate. The only time a back, in my opinion, the only time a backlit keyboard really helps and matters is like if you're laying in bed and you're watching a movie and you want to see like the volume controls, you know, the function keys. That's really what, you know, in my opinion, what a backlit keyboard is for. As far as with typing, it doesn't do jack shit for me. Like, I mean, it just doesn't matter. I can, you know, I could type blindfolded, literally. I mean, most people, I thought that's how most people were able to type. So, yeah, the backlit keyboard, I mean, it would have been nice. And again, the Lapbook SE, not the one we're reviewing here, the Lapbook 12.3, but the Lapbook SE does have the backlit keyboard. Uh, so maybe that's one you want to consider more if that's really important to you. And again, that computer, the Lapbook SE, comparable, it, it, it's plastic. It's not all metal like this one is. Uh, but, you know, comparable in a lot of spec, uh, very much spec wise, you might want to consider that one if the, you know, if the uh, uh, backlit keyboard really, really matters to you. But yeah, I can type good and fast on this and it feels right. And, you know, it, I, it doesn't doesn't I don't feel uh, I don't know, like the keys don't have any slippage. The right shift key is full size. It's more or less a full size keyboard, minus the fact that the arrow keys are sort of shrunken. Not a huge deal. Um, the trackpad, on the other hand, now the trackpad feels fine. Like there are, okay. Like the, the actual touch and feel of it feels fine. It does not necessarily feel that cheap has a, I don't like the clickiness. I, I really, I miss buttons. I like good solid buttons. I don't want to like have to tap on it and do various gestures, but the trackpad is where we're going to get into really the very first real con, um, with this and the trackpad, in fact, I had to install software. Um, this is this is how bad this was. Um, I had to install touch freeze, okay, because this normally comes with Windows 10, Windows 10 Home. And I had to install touch freeze on it to keep from where my, the trackpad is so sensitive, it's too sensitive. And like just my, my palm when I'm typing would keep tapping it and it would move the cursor far away. But it gets worse. Okay, there's that. Touch freeze can solve that. Touch what touch freeze does is it just simply when you're typing, it disables the uh, the trackpad. So you know, very simple solution for that sort of thing. Uh, when it comes to Windows, there's a greater solution for this that I'll talk about in a second. But because there's another advantage to this laptop that also is something that very much appealed to me. So, but the trackpad, uh, when you're doing the gestures and everything, okay, so there's a problem where you can accidentally tap it and it's kind of spaced funny. Um, I know a lot of people don't always think about it. Like why do some companies put the trackpad a little to the left? It's because they're lining it up with the space bar because they know that this can happen where your palm can hit it if you're typing and the keyboard is a little bit, you know, to the left, um, on a laptop. I mean, that's, it's very commonplace for that to be a thing. So the trackpad, all right, so there's that issue, but the trackpad in general has real sensitivity issues and like it'll pinch to zoom all the time when you're just trying to do two fingers to swipe up and down a web page. Also, it kind of has that reversed where like when you actually like push up, it'll go up and when you push down, it'll go down. I'm used to it being the reverse when, when you, when you scroll, when you scroll your fingers or move your fingers up, when you gesture your fingers up on a trackpad, it should scroll down a website. This does the opposite. Um, now also the, the buttons on it. Okay. There's like a left click. Of course, it's all one trackpad. There's not physical buttons, but there's a left and a right click to it. Those, because the touchpad is so sensitive, sometimes when you go to left click on the, 
you know, on, on the trackpad or on the touchpad, it will, it'll like move the whole cursor down to the left before you even click because it's that sensitive. Now you could say to me, well, stallion, why don't you just go into windows settings and adjust the sensitivity and adjust like the, its ability to do pinch and zoom and so on, maybe turn that off and all that. Here's the problem. You can't. Okay, like the it uses this very basic Chewy put in these very basic HID. And this is a well-known problem with Chewy devices. It's not just this one. Uh, It has very basic, uh, uh, you know, drivers powering the, the touchpad. And so you can't adjust any of that shit. And that's that is if there's any real killer with this that keeps it from being a buy it's the trackpad alone or the touchpad alone, not whatever those terms are interchangeable, but the touchpad is what kills this thing. You know, it, it's, it's a really, it's an experience you have to get used to and you have to put on, you have to put on touch freeze, you know, really to, to solve that. Now, all of that said, okay, the real solution for this is now windows might not have a lot of great options for the touchpad. But these devices, in fact, all Chewy devices are really, they have, they have really great driver support and everything's pretty much open to where you install just about any Linux distro, especially Ubuntu, and it more or less works with Ubuntu out of the box. I mean, it works beautifully out of the box. Um, and in fact, if you put in, if you wanted to, you could put in, say, the, you know, the M2 SSD into the extra port. And you could put Ubuntu on that. And because the, the Eufy on this is so beautifully basic, okay, there's no impressive graphics and you can more or less do anything. Um, it's not really open hardware, but it almost feels like open or, you know, open source hardware. Uh, you can easily change the boot order to where you could, you could very simply just dual boot into either, uh, you know, you could dual boot into, say, on the, the M2 SSD, you could put Ubuntu on that, and then you could leave Windows 10 on the 64 gig EMMC. And that makes for a very nice little portable laptop, uh, uh, you know, situation. And in Ubuntu, you can change all kinds of shit with the touchpad. So that can really solve a lot of your touchpad problems, just switching to Linux. This is one of the biggest winners for this one is that it's a great Linux computer. It is a great, great Linux machine. It really is. Um, also, I guess Chrome OS can work with it very well, uh, which there are ways to install Chrome OS on just about any laptop now. Um, you know, people have come out with varying solutions for that. But you can install Chrome OS on this, and, and it works beautifully. And I think Chrome OS would probably have similar uh, options for how you can, you know, maybe, maybe rein in uh, the problems with the touchpad. But Linux does that great. So, but for Windows 10, it's something you're going to have to get used to, you know, having to, you know, getting used to being very, either not using the gestures so much or being very careful with how you do left click and right click. Again, the touchpad's a killer when it comes to Windows 10 with this computer. Uh, That is a, that's a very, very uh, real problem. The other problem, and this is one that you can kind of solve, is the power button is in place of where on an average laptop is where the backspace button is. Okay, or the delete key. And so if you're going to press backspace, sometimes you might press the power button and then the fucking thing shuts off, (laughs) you know, because you can't stop the shutdown process. Okay, Uh, that is another real problem. But with Windows and, and also with Linux, you can change, you know, the attitude or the action that happens when you press uh, when you press the power button. So you could set it to where it does nothing and you could say, well, then how do I turn the damn thing off? very simply you just hold down the power button right and then it will still activate the process but if you don't do that and i totally recommend that you do because believe me i mean i'm a, i i consider myself a great typist uh very accurate typist you're going to reach for because of its placement there are times where you're going to hit um even when you're just going for backspace where you're going to hit that power button so you want to change in windows you want to change the power button to where it does where it's set for do nothing when the power button gets pressed okay and again you could still use it you just have to hold it down longer and that's why not you know that that's totally fine um so that's that's an issue you know but that's one that you can very easily remedy regardless of what operating system uh you know you you end up using uh some other things about it well i did mention about how the usb ports are upside down again that's not really a huge deal you just you do kind of notice it but you get used to that very quickly if it had usb c that would probably be mitigated quite a bit because with usb c that was one of the advantages of it right is that you can put in the usb you know, you can plug it in any direction and it still works um, the same. So uh, 
yeah, other than that, I mean, I tested a lot of different software. I mentioned the games earlier that I had tried out on it and they played great. You're n- you're just not going to play anything modern. You know, most emulators work beautifully on it. MAME works beautifully on it under even under Windows. Uh, you know, SNES 9X uh, what is it? FCEUX or whatever the NES emulator works great on it. All those are, are no problem whatsoever. So, I mean, you can, you can get in some gaming on this damn thing, you know, if you really want to, uh, the battery life, let, let me, let me talk about that for a second. The battery life I personally thought was great. Um, I can get, I could squeeze out about seven hours or so. I know that's not like phenomenal because now we have computers that can do 12, 15 hours. Right. Um, but seven hours, you know, I mean, that's almost a work day that you're getting with this and that's running, you know, having browser open the whole thing. Uh, and even like maybe watching a video to the right. Um, that's, I was pleased with the battery life. I don't really have any complaints as far as that goes. Uh, something you may want to consider is that a lot of budget laptops don't really get that great of battery life and they have significantly lower specs than what this has. Um, the battery life could have been amazing on this. I mean, like not just great, but genuinely amazing. Probably if it didn't have that 2K screen, that 2K screen is fucking killing the battery. This is another area where the lapbook, you know, one of the the sister computers to the lapbook is the lapbook SE, which I was mentioning. That has only a 1080p screen, and it's a 16 by 9 screen. I want to talk about the screen for a second here. Uh, but that that gets like 12 hours battery life because it's pretty much the same internals very much of other than the I think it only has four gig of RAM, but it still has an extra SSD as well. The, the laptop SE is like a 128 SSD, but it's not one that I think that you can swap out like you can with this one. Um, but because it doesn't have the 2K screen, it gets, you know, almost double the battery life. That 2K screen is really killing the battery life. Now to talk about the screen. So uh, I did play I put on. um Cyberlink Power DVD 18, the latest version of it. Uh, I put that onto there, hooked up, of course, through USB. It does not come with the, an optical drive. Hooked up a Blu-ray drive, uh, you know, to it, and I popped in, you know, a couple Blu-rays, and I mean, wow, do those visuals pop? You know, I mean, but the funny, the weird part is, so it's a 2K screen, but that three-two aspect ratio, you know, you can't take full advantage of the size of that screen uh, because, you know, movies are in 16 by nine, right? They're widescreen and this is not a widescreen laptop. So that comes off as, is, is kind of, is kind of odd, you know, but it does play Blu-rays really, really nicely. Um, just about any HD content you throw at it, you know, again, the colors, everything, the blacks are really deep. It really does shine. And before I talk more about that screen, I do have to also say, the speakers on this, just little simple stereo speakers that are underneath the, you know, underneath it. I wish they could have put them on top. There is a Chromebook that I reviewed recently. Uh, I want to say, was it was that an Acer and Asus where it had the speakers like next on each side of the keyboard. And that really, really brought up some, you know, great volume with the sound. But the speakers on this thing are fucking horrible. I mean, they're they're terrible. They're, they are it's almost like why fucking bother now it does have you know it does have bluetooth obviously as bluetooth 4.2 uh so you could just just as easily connect great bluetooth headphones you could plug in headphones or you could plug in a speaker system or something to it or a bluetooth you know little bluetooth speaker affair you could do that to improve the sound but you need to like it's it's really bad uh you know like the, the sound is very tinny and it doesn't and it doesn't also what was kind of weird especially in windows so it, it's using a real tech uh, chipset for the sound and usually Realtek has in in the Realtek software okay that you find in the taskbar in windows usually there's some options for equalizer and all that where you could adjust the equalizer and everything and maybe that would help a little bit or maybe pump up some preamp non-existent in the Realtek software on this i thought that was kind of odd but that just goes back to the basicness of what chewy had done with this but one could argue that basic setup is actually is almost an advantage and part of what allows it to work so well, I think, with Ubuntu and so on. So, you know, there's it depends on how you look at it, whether or not that's a pro or, or you know, or really a con. But like I put on a movie file of, uh, you know, not a Blu-ray, but a movie file of Noah and, you know, with VLC player and with VLC player, you are able to change the equalizer and that. So that helped out a little bit. Um, the visuals were beautiful. It was a 1080p uh, copy of the film. And 
I love that movie. And also, you know, you can do the preamp, you can up the preamp on in VLC. And so that allowed for where it was loud enough to even hear the sound and appreciate kind of what was going on. But again, those these speakers just suck, you know, like that, that, that is a, that's another little draw. It's nowhere near as much as a problem as the, the touchpad, but it's a problem. And I mean, for me, not so much because I'm usually wearing headphones anyway, but in this instance, I had it playing out loud and eh, <laughs> like it sucked. <laughs> so so just just putting that out there, you know, I mean, if you're watching a Blu-ray movie on this, I mean, let's be clear, you know, you're already attaching a external Blu-ray drive. So having external speakers isn't that much of a um, of a big deal. In fact, you know, I can look right here in the studio and I have a pair of like USB powered uh, 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 speakers that, you know, they would do the job beautifully of enhancing the sound on this thing. Now, really to, to wrap it up, you know, to talk more about this screen, this is the first time I've messed with a laptop that has a three by two screen. Um, this is a newer development. I mean, the first one, what, what did they call it? Not, not the pixel book. Uh, the first major Chromebook that maybe it was the Chromebook pixel, whatever the, the major, the first major Chromebook that Google themselves released. Okay. That, that premier one, for some reason, I can't think of the name off the top of my head, but that was like the first computer to have that three by two screen. And I remember Linus Torvalds just went nuts for that. Like he thought it was the coolest thing ever before he thought the MacBook air was the best Linux computer in the world. And then he said, Oh no, this, you know, Google's Chromebook is because of that three by two screen. A three by two screen is really great for only one thing. It's great for looking at web pages. Now, most people that use a computer today spend most of their time within a web browser and looking at web pages. So sure, it's it's really, really great for that. And one could argue those are the same people that would buy a budget laptop in the first place. So in that sense, this is very much a winning idea and it's very much a winner. All right. Um, but I I have to admit, I've gotten so used to widescreen computers or widescreen monitors over the years. In fact, even like behind me, I have in the studio here in the BDSM studio, I have the ultra wide monitor. That's actually 21 by nine, not even 16 by nine, but it's 21. Um, I, yeah, multitasking, multitasking on a three by two screen is not a thing. Uh, and I kind of wonder if that's why a lot of other uh, OEMs, a lot of other manufacturers and so on, haven't bothered going with the three by two because, you know, multitasking is, is kind of what they're going for. And that's sort of the point. A lot of times of these higher resolution screens, like a 1080p screen and above is to do so much multitasking. Uh, it's a real problem, you know, or people use laptops to watch Netflix content. So they want widescreen, right? Like that, that's, it depends on what, what you do, you know, but if you are someone that very much lives in a web browser, yeah, this three by two, you know, 2k resolution screen is incredible. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. It's stunning to look at. I mean, it really is a beautiful screen as far as that goes. Um, but I'll admit like not some, even some games that are like older games that this machine, the Chewy lap book is able to play. Some of them did got like fucked up with the resolution. You know, like it, it would detect the resolution and none of them would adjust or a lot of them would not adjust properly to where they were playable or where you could scale it down to, you know, where the the lower end integrated graphics in it uh, could, you know, would be able to handle the game. Right. Like that's an easy way if, you know, if a game doesn't play well on whatever graphics card or integrated graphics you have, an easy way to get it to play better is to scale down the, you know, the resolution. And sometimes the games and actually a lot of software would not handle this resolution well. And this is a very real problem um, because again, like actually, so a very simple piece of software that I use a lot is send to Kindle. Okay. From Amazon send to Kindle is something where I can, you know, create a Mobi file, an ebook file, and I can right click on it and it's software that will automatically send it to my Kindle Oasis. Okay. Now I know you can email things, you know, you can email to your, to your Kindle, but this, this is a really nice solution. Send to Kindle does not adapt and you can change these settings of how like windows 10 zooms in on apps. And obviously it's like, it comes automatically zoomed in at like 200% to make the most software look normal on a 2k screen you know, because that is such a high resolution. Normally things look really small. Well, send to Kindle is one of those ones that doesn't, 
that doesn't uh, uh, zoom in. And so you're seeing it at 2K resolution and like you can barely read what Send to Kindle is saying. And usually you have to like type in the title of the book and the author and everything. And you can barely see what's going on with that. So some software does not adapt well to these higher resolution screens like a 2K screen. That's that's a very real problem. Uh, and that's kind of annoying. So I don't personally as beautiful as that 2K screen is. I don't really see it as an advantage. I see it more as a disadvantage. And also as somebody that likes to multitask a lot, um, the three by two aspect ratio hurts, you know, like, like it hurts my workflow. So I don't necessarily like that, but overall to talk about the computer overall, again, minus the, you know, I mean, that that's a matter of taste, whether or not the two K three by two screen, you know, does well for you. That's a matter of taste. Uh, the lack of backlit. I mean, a lot, some of the, the touchpad is a problem across the board. There's just, there's no, there's no, there's no argument for saying, Oh no, that's okay. No, it just sucks. That is easily the worst part of this. Everything else can be mitigated, but that touchpad is going to be a problem no matter what you do. Okay. But overall, if this is the kind of experience that you're looking for and it matches your workflow, this is a tremendous portable powerhouse. I mean, not, not powerhouse. It's not like a, you know, it's not alienware or something, you know, it's not a gaming machine, but it's far, as far as budget laptops, it is a powerhouse in the budget field. Okay. And at something sub $400, it's one of the more powerful computers that you can get. Uh, that's brand new using, you know, modern hardware. I mean, granted, sure. You could buy something sub $400 that's using like, you know, four, you know, four generations back of an I seven with maybe an N 40 or nine forty MX G force card in it and all that. And that would run faster than this. Sure. Okay. But as far as brand new sub $400, this is one of the most powerful computers you can get. And you're sure as hell don't get a two K screen on any other computer at that price range. Um, and the keyboard, like I said, minus the fact that it doesn't have the backlit, you know, aspect to it. The keyboard's great. That's also a very hard thing to find on sub $400 computers. Uh, so there's a lot going for this. And, you know, I, what I rec- would I recommend it? Yeah, if you have 340 bucks that you want to part with and you don't want to do a Chromebook, in fact, this could even become a Chromebook and a great one. I, I think you could do worse. Like, I, I, I think I think this is definitely one of the best computers you can get in that price range. Um, when you start talking more of spending three hundred seventy dollars, you know, you're not getting that thirty dollar coupon, say, from Amazon, where it only ends up costing three forty. Then it becomes a little more of a question of, OK, is this actually worth it? If you're willing to spend around six hundred bucks, there are far better computers that you can get. You can get the Acer E15 and, you know, ones like that that have like an MX150 card in them with, uh, you know, a lot more balls. Okay. Uh, I would probably say if you're not interested in the aluminum body, that's another selling point with this. If you don't want that premium feel, if that doesn't matter to you in the slightest, I would probably, you're not going to be able to get it on Amazon. You have to go to like GearBest or whatever, some, some weird sites, but you can find it easy enough in a search engine. I would probably get Chewy's Lapbook SE, which I think only runs like 280 around 270 $280 brand new. I would go with that because it has the 1080p screen. If the 2K screen doesn't matter to you, it comes with a 1080p screen. It has that 16 by 9 ratio instead of the two, you know instead of the 3 by 2, and it has the backlit keyboard. But otherwise, it's pretty much the same device. And the trackpad looks, you know, I, I mean, I haven't tested it, but maybe the trackpad's actually a little better on that one. Um, but I would probably go with the Lapbook SE. But Chewy. Bottom line being, you know, one of the, I guess I've had a lot of bottom lines here, but one of the bottom lines of this is that Chewy releases a really innovative product in the budget laptop space. And I think that they are a company that, I mean, you know, I'm not saying trust them with your data, but they're a company that can be trusted as far as delivering a quality device in that price range, which is nay impossible to get from Asus, Lenovo, Acer, go down the list. I mean, in comparatively, you know, you get what you pay for, but with Chew, you get a lot more than you pay for, in my opinion, in that price range. It's it's pretty fucking impressive. Uh, so, yeah, but do keep in mind the touchpad is a real problem. I mean, for me, I hate touchpads anyway, and I try to steer clear from them as much as I can as is. Uh, I did end up picking up a uh, Microsoft uh, mobile surface mouse, which is their smallest, their slimline one. And that works very well for me. It connects, you know, easily to this computer. And then like the touchpad isn't even an issue at that point. Right. Because, 
you know, you're just using a mouse. Um, and, and that, that works very well. In fact, actually that's probably the, my favorite surface mouse and I've used the other surface mice. The, the mobile surface mouse is, you know, it's just very basic, but it, it feels good and it, and it just works right. And it, it has a good hold to it. So, and I like the slimline ness of it. And this is the other thing too. Another reason I wanted this is I have my, my rock, uh, you know, from as in the rock, uh, I have his like duffel backpack, um, and that that can only fit a very small sized laptop. Um, I wanted one that could fit in that because I carry that bag with me everywhere and I don't want to have to carry two bags, one for a laptop and then, you know, my duffel bag. Uh, it fit beautifully in that. So that was a winner uh, as far as that goes uh, as well. So it is it is something that can fit in smaller packs if that's a concern for you as well. But like I said, you might just want to go with like the Lapbook SE. Unless you really want that six gig of RAM and you really want to put in a 256 gig SSD and maybe do that whole dual boot option, uh, you know, something along those lines. Um, maybe I, again, like I said, I think the Lapbook SE might be a little more like it. Or if like if the 2K screen and the three by two aspect ratio is an appealing thing to you because you do live in your web browser. Yeah, this is another winner. And then you wouldn't want to get the, the SE instead. So but anyway, it's interesting to see that really, you know, as I said at the beginning, the premise here was, OK, what's the status of, you know, budget laptops, sub four hundred dollar laptops? You know, what, what can can you get something really great, especially when it comes to Windows 10 or Linux? Right. Uh, Chromebooks, there have been great options for a while now in that range. Uh, but for Windows laptops, there hasn't always been. But this is a this is a situation where I think, yeah, you can get a great, great laptop, a very solid, very premium laptop, not the fastest thing on planet Earth, even though it is quad core, six gig RAM and so on. But where you can really get shit done and hell record podcasts like I'm doing right now uh, or watch Blu-rays or even do some light gaming and so on. Yeah, they're out there. And Chewy is really leading the charge. Uh, I'm very impressed by what this company can put out there, even though, like I said, I, I feel like with the with the lap book. I really feel like they just saw like they had a bunch of they found some cheap surplus parts and they said, okay, what kind of laptop can we design with this like spare 2K screen that nobody's going to use anymore? And, you know, these micro HDMI ports and everything, you know, like it really feels like they did that. And even even that the USB uh, ports are upside down. There's just something odd about that. But they put together, uh, I think, a lot of disparate parts and turned it into a very attractive package. So I, you know, if I was to give a rating for the, for the lap book, as far as within budget laptops, it might be next to the, between this and the SE, these are the two best, you know, budget laptops that run windows 10, uh, out there. In my opinion, Chewy is really, really delivering something special. So, uh, that's my review of the Chewy lap book. Again, if you're going for a budget option, this is, you know, what Chewy's putting out there is about the best stuff that you can get. Um, I, I really like it. And I, I like seeing that this, this kind of like price competitiveness really come out of nowhere, uh, from such a little company. So anyway, uh, yeah, the Chewy lap book 12.3 link is in the show notes. If you want to pick one up or check out more about it, but that's the review, more content to come out on Patreon throughout the month of January 2019. Happy New Year, everybody. I will see all of you on the other side.